0: Literary Scape presents the historical, inspirational book club
1: podcast, The First of Its Kind. This show is for those who love clean romance adventure stories from the 1800s.
0: In this episode, Tiffany, Jessica, and Melissa will be discussing Counterfeit Love by Crystal Cottle. Teresa Plain owes it to her beloved grandfather to save the family name. That means clearing their debt before she marries the wealthy and dashing Edward Greystone. But when a creditor's threats lead her to stumble across a midnight meeting, Teresa discovers that grandfather is hiding far more than the money he owes. And the secrets he kept now have Teresa trapped in a life-threatening fight for her home and the truth. After months of undercover work, Secret Service operative Broderick Cross Cosgrove is about to uncover the identity of the leader of a notorious counterfeiting ring. That moment of triumph turns to horror, however, when he finds undeniable proof that his former fiance, Teresa, is connected. He won't believe the woman he loved is a willing participant. Protecting Teresa and proving her innocence may destroy his career, but that's better than failing her twice in one lifetime. Broderick and Teresa must form a partnership, but there's no question they're both keeping secrets. That lack of trust in one another, when there are dangerous criminals out for their blood, threatens their hearts, their faith, their very survival. Ooh, when you read the back of it, you're like, oh, Yeah. We met Broderick in Counterfeit Truth, and remember he always had that stone? She mentioned the heart-shaped stone in his pocket that he was always rubbing. You find out where that came from in mm-hmm. this book. So I took the questions from Crystal's book club kit, which I love her book club kit. We're going to try a fun game that she has in there with it, too, real quick. OK, Okay. but let's try this one. Counterfeit Love is the title. How did you see this theme played out in the story? And How can one tell the difference between counterfeit and genuine love? Let's talk about how we see that theme played out.
2: Why do you always
1: look at me? <laughs> always, look, always look
2: to the librarian.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Do you want me to start? Yeah, you start. I mean, I can, you're you're <laughs> the <see>. teacher. Well, <laughs> go ahead. Tiff. You see it with um, Phyllis, 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 Teresa Teresa I was thinking and Edward. You. I'm like that's not mm-hmm. so with Teresa and um her fiance per se that she has. Mm-hmm. You see that. And you kind of, I don't know, you just get the feeling it's not real. Yeah, You can tell that their relationship is a little bit forced with Mm her um, and that she is doing it the way he's pressuring her, I feel like, to hurry up and get married. And then you know about the backstory with her and Broderick and how they had a real connection Mm -hmm. and real love and how they were engaged and how it seems her heart is still pining for him with the little things that she has done. Like mm-hmm. you know, with the ring and you, you'll find you find these things out yeah. like just little things. You're like, oh I agree. And it and I do like how it unfolds in
0: the end when she realizes what she has with Edward is counterfeit. And at first it seems like it's a really one-sided relationship, right? Like, mm-hmm. like Edward's really into it. Mm-hmm. And she's not. She's just like, you know, it just makes practical sense. Yeah. Right. Um so yeah I genuine love does not have to be forced right it just happens I think that's kind of how it is revealed in there but what did you think about um Colonel Payne that's her grandfather he's a difficult man and few people understood Teresa's fierce loyalty to him do you feel the loyalty was justified why or not and would you have been as a loyal if you had been in her position
2: I, I mean, I, how could you not be loyal? It's your grandpa.
1: Yeah. And it's the only living relative yeah. she has left. Yeah. So. And
0: I and, know he was like very strict and firm with her and uh, honestly kind of gruff, but that was his way. Everyone has a different way of showing and their the love. And the housekeeper. Oh yeah! Oh my goodness! When yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. She was an interesting
1: character. Yeah, I honestly she? thought she was part of the whole plan.
0: Like- <laughs> I questioned it for a second. Yeah. I thought there's no way she's yeah, too loyal to I them. Is like, she though? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so both Brodrick, which I love that name Brodrick, both Brodrick and Teresa made compromises to their convictions in order to find security and success in their lives. How did those compromises affect their relationships with others and with God, and what consequences did they face by making those compromises? My head's spinning with that one. This is spinning. Yeah. Do so you want like me to give you some time to think that? a loaded question. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. is loaded, but but like Teresa compromising like with Edward, right? She's saying, "I'll just." I'll settle. Yeah. I'll settle, right? You should never settle when it comes to marriage, by the way. It needs to be real love or it's just going to be miserable, right? Broderick was anything for the case, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, he was living in a brothel for the case. Which yeah. caused him problems with Teresa down the road, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for a little while. I mean, eventually they get through that. But um, I really liked, oh, I'm not going to remember his name, but he was a detective with the police. It was oh. her best friend's husband. Loved, and I had it marked in here, but I loved where he talked about, like, it takes a real man of God to do what's right for his loved ones. Right. And you cannot um, you cannot compromise with that. Right. Which I don't know where I have that marked in the book, but he was making far too many um, compromises to get his man to get mm-hmm. the case, mm-hmm. and then he was trying to protect her at the same time, and it just made a huge right because then he became well, i not gonna say like how much yeah, I say, I, like, I don't want to give that away. Uh, Broderick decided the best way to protect Teresa in his career was to lie and withhold information. How do you think the story might have gone differently if he had chosen to speak the truth from the beginning? Do you think it would have turned out better or do you think it would have been, she would have been more of a suspect? I don't know. As eventually she still falls under suspicion.
2: I really bothered me. He thought she was a suspect. I mean, I know, but But I I know because all
0: evidence is pointing. Mm hmm but
1: he like yeah i think if he wouldn't have kept a head in though that i feel like the other detective would have took Helped. Her in and wanted to get the case closed and yeah. been done and over with mm-hmm. so it's hard to
0: and his constant like not telling the whole truth right brought mm-hmm. that the big guy in the head guy in and he was kind of, he was yeah he was not kind
2: to work no, with no and was for. really convinced he just really wanted He was really convinced she was in on it and just, yeah. Yeah. So Nathaniel is Broderick's brother who already spent
0: time in prison for counterfeiting, Mm -hmm. right? And Teresa is willing to give him a second chance. What evidence of being a changed man would you have had to see in Nathaniel's life for you to give him a second chance? Because remember, Broderick's like, you can't trust him. You can't, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't know the full story. You don't know, which I want to give it away. But like, it, honestly, her past with him, with Nathaniel, when her and Bro- Broderick were engaged, I'm not sure that I could have given him a second chance so easily. I don't know. What do you guys Could you guys have done that? I don't know. I <laughs> it's
2: a hard I, I question. Yeah, like, I would have. You always want to give mean, someone a second chance, it right? But, like he had changed, changed but. Can you totally trust him completely? Like you mm-hmm. can yeah. put on that. show.
1: like, Hey, yeah, I've changed. It'd be counterfeit. The, right. Yeah. Right. Not a real change. And I personally struggle with this a lot because I have somebody breaks my trust. I have been burned too many times in the past and it's mm-hmm. really, really hard for me to be. It is. For I mean, I, I forgive and I, but I don't forget. Like, yeah. I'm like, you know, so that would be really hard personally for me. Like, yeah. I'm always like have my garden walls up, I guess.
0: Yeah. Which it makes sense when you've gone through experiences where that trust has been totally broken. You are less likely to yeah. trust anyone or I mean, like you will, but it takes a lot, it right? Takes a like lot. someone really yeah. has to prove to you.
1: Yes. You have to have a lot. Yeah. Yeah. A reassurance and mm-hmm. just those little things like that you used to I don't know personally for just me, assume
0: like they're good that's they're good, good. Yeah, yeah that's
1: normal and then you you know li- you listen more to your feelings I guess more so Yeah, I don't know your own you and question
2: stuff more
1: like you like, do, yeah, yeah yeah like and that's always
0: a hard place to be um Listening to your feelings when you, because then I, for me, it's hard to say like, is it just how I feel that I'm reacting this way, or is it truth? You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? So I'm always like, okay, trying to listen for God's still small voice. You know, (laughs) to say like, but yeah, I get it.
1: Yeah.
0: Once you've been burned, you're very cautious. She and she didn't seem that cautious after being burned. No, she didn't. That's why I'm like, especially with
1: that one. Mm-hmm. But she also had nobody, so... She did. I know. Did you feel sorry for her? Like Because, you know, I have... I'm so lucky to what... Everything I have with my family. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. I can't imagine.
0: If you're trying to face that... By yourself. You had no family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Was Edward's love for Teresa genuine?
2: No. Wow. That oh, was that a, was like a strong no. So tell no, us what no. you're thinking well, there. <laughs> I mean, he just, if it was genuine, he wouldn't be pushing her. He wouldn't be like, well, we have to get married now. Like, I want to get married now. And then when you find out later on what happens, it's like you didn't care about her at all. <laughs> I mean... I don't want to give away. I was gonna. Call, I know. I I'm don't want to call him mm, something. Not I so nice I don't want to give away, but it wasn't. It wasn't.
0: I think in the beginning, I thought it was genuine.
2: <laughs> Maybe when you read it, but when you get through, you realize none of it is right. Like, like, I thought, like I said, I thought it was
0: genuine, and I felt like it was very one-sided. Like he was more in love with her, and she was just kind of like. Mm-hmm.
2: But was mm-hmm. he really in love with her? <laughs> I said it felt
1: oh, like, felt like, it. like yeah. it.
0: Yeah, yeah, felt like we're it. We're not
1: giving away. Yeah, we're
2: not
0: giving up. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because that one event. That, okay, now I almost, I almost <laughs> saw this coming because there was this interaction between Edward and Broderick um, earlier, and Edward was being very condescending towards Broderick because of where his accommodations were,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: And he's trying to drive a wedge between Brodrick and Teresa. And I thought, I don't think he's, in fact, I think he's (laughs) going, you're going to find out that he has a pretty big secret over there dealing with that. And I was right. (laughs) And when I found that out, I was like, okay, now that Broderick knows that, right? And Nathaniel, they both know it. I'm like, you boys cannot let her go through with marrying that man that's all I'm going to say, because I keep going. I ain't giving it away. I don't
2: want to give it away.
0: I don't want to ruin it for people. So both Broderick and Teresa had to learn to forgive someone who hurt them deeply. Were Nathaniel and Colonel Plain worthy of forgiveness? Why or why not? Say that again. So both Broderick and Teresa had to learn to forgive someone who hurt them deeply. Were Nathaniel and Colonel Plain worthy of forgiveness? Why or why not?
2: I feel like the colonel kind of was in a tough spot when he chose to do what he did. Yeah. and thought he was doing what was best. hmm And in the end it, it really wasn't. Yeah. But I think he was trying to do what was best for her and mm-hmm. everything. So maybe you know like he didn't go out to hurt her or anything. Yeah. Nathaniel... I think so, because when you see what he does towards the end, I do.
0: Okay. What do
2: you think, Tiff?
1: It's a hard one. Like I said, for me. It's um, hard to extend that forgiveness. It is. I know the Bible says, you know, you should, and everybody is worthy, but it is hard to, I mean, you can forgive, but don't forget. kind I think we you know, to be cautious. Right. With, Both of them, because...
2: And I think if... I could feel totally different if I was put in that situation. Like, you. Like, I could be like...
1: No. Yeah. 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 I I, I mean, my heart softened, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, still... Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. And these are a little bit different. I feel like... I understand more way the grandpa did... Or the colonel did what he did. Mm -hmm. To protect the family. The other one was harder until you read the book. And you get the reasoning why. Because... I feel like I'm trying not to give it too much away, which yeah. is really hard because when you have something that you love so near and dear, and that is put in jeopardy, mm-hmm. that is, and you almost lose it, and that is a hard thing. Like to, you
0: do, kind of like sacrifice, compromise, right, yeah. to keep things. Whereas sometimes, like it's better to just. You would have been better off if you just let it go, follow mm-hmm. the course. God is always good about like if you f- fully lean on Him and trust in Him, mm-hmm. even though He, because right, He giveth and taketh away, right? So even oh. if He takes it away, sometimes you end up far more blessed in the end. Like, mm-hmm. but it's hard because you grow attached to things and mm-hmm. and whatnot. So yeah, I think they both deserve forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, because don't we all screw up at some point? Some just b- bigger screw ups in our some, mind than some others. People but don't,
2: some people don't learn from them. Mm-hmm, right. I don't and know if uh, Nathaniel learned 100% from it, from his first mistake. I I think he did. Well, okay. That's me. But then he kind of, I can't, can't say too much because you give it I away. I know, that's but, really hard for and me. I'm
1: Like one of you.
2: I would, I would forgive them both. I, especially when you hear Nathaniel's story towards mm-hmm. the end. It's, Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think they both deserved it. But like you said, I think it's hard to. They, you really got to earn it back at that mm-hmm. point. But of course, never mind.
1: I guess when I'm like, you can't. Say yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> there is, let me just tell you, if
0: you have not read these books, you have got to read them because the mystery on them, the adventure, the romance. I mean, she's got the whole package going here. All right. Now, I want to quickly. We have a few minutes here. She has a game in her book club cat called Who Said It? Okay. okay. Now, the character options are Abraham Hall. That's the name I couldn't remember. That is her best friend's husband, right? Who is the detective.
2: Oh, okay, yeah.
0: Broderick Cosgrove. Okay, our hero. Colonel Payne. Darlington. Remember, he's the secret service agent that comes in and takes over. Hit, okay. Yeah. Edward Greystone. Fitz, one of our villains, Isaacs. That is the other detective, other Secret Service detective. Yep, Lydia Hall. That is her best friend, Mrs. Hawking. That's the housekeeper. Nathaniel Cosgrove. That's Broderick's brother. Teresa Plain. That's our <laughs> heroine. Okay, and then Wist, who is
1: um, another villain. Okay. Fine. Okay, so what are we doing? All just right. before we start, I have to tell you guys that I listened to this one on the audiobook. Oh you did? Uh-huh. And the 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 My- character fits his voice on the audiobook uh-huh. is all <laughs> Is it really? I was, like, was it <laughs> I really rough what it. I did? <laughs> it was just like it, and then the Mrs. Hawking's voice is even better because <laughs> like I would be all like calm when, you know, talking 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 and it'd be like <laughs> It's like a squeaky oh, voice <laughs> like, and it fits her character. And then is it um, the same person or did they have different people? No, it's the same person reading. Okay. But her she made her voice I love <laughs> to, it. For those two characters, especially, See. it would like jar you like <laughs> you're like trying to listen. <laughs> so sorry, I just had to. All right. It was if you it's great. So
2: we're playing a game. Yeah. Playing a game. Okay.
1: You ready? Who said it? Who said oh. it? will say. That's why I wrote it down to remember.
0: <laughs> Who said, if you ever need anything, you know where to find me? Broderick. What's your guess, Jessica? Nathaniel. It is Nathaniel. Oh. I remember. <laughs> I remember. That one. Okay. Okay. I'll fight for her and I won't fight fair. Edward. Yeah, Edward. Yeah, that is Edward. Good job. Okay, two to one, two to one. Keep track of your score, oh, ladies. <laughs> we one. No, I, we, I have two. You have one, All
2: right? Yep.
0: Yeah. Here's the next one. I'm pretty sure that's your fault, not God's.
1: Um, Teresa. Lydia. Lydia.
0: Oh! <laughs> <laughs> this is fun. Okay. <laughs> Inspection is at six o'clock sharp and breakfast follows for those who pass muster. Colonel Payne. I'm
2: going to say Colonel Payne, deal? It
1: was Mrs. Hockey. Mrs. Hockey. Oh, yes. At first,
0: I'm like, yeah, yeah. Then I checked the answer. I'm like, no, no.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. Oh, I'm smacking my microphone. Sorry, guys. Give a woman chocolate and she can face anything. Teresa? Jessica? Your guess? Edward? It's Teresa. Remember she likes chocolate milk? That's her favorite thing. That's why we have a chocolate milk recipe in the book club kit. Mrs. Hawking's chocolate milk mix. Okay. I should make that next time we meet. (laughs) All right. Just like you, the beast is too stupid to know when he's lost. Uh, Fitz, yeah, Fitz. Wist, oh. wist. I hope I say that name right. I know. It's oh, spelled. W-H-I-S-T. Yep. Oh, okay. Most women think they're res. I'm sorry. Most women think they're rescuers, not swing a right hook. <laughs> oh,
1: it's Broderick. Broderick. Broderick,
0: Broderick yes sorry. Broderick. Good job. You guys both got that one. Never bet against me, you'll always lose. Fits Edward, Fitz it is. Oh, okay, <laughs> once you love one, you never love another.
2: Isaac's Isaac, yeah, it's really Isaac. Go <laughs> Good job, yeah,
0: yeah. That woman would annoy the devil. I'm sure even God isn't ready to have her full time in his courts. Um, Darlington.
2: Is Olivia's husband on
0: here? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. He's Abraham. Is it like, Father Abraham? I'm gonna say Abraham. <laughs> it was Darlington. Darlington. Okay. Cause he never says anything nice, I yeah. swear. Sorry, I just scribbled them. We got two more, ladies. Let's see. What I've told you is true enough, and it's all the answer
2: you'll get. Read that question again.
0: What I've told you is true enough, and it's all the answer you'll get. Does
2: it fit? Abraham. Colonel Payne. Plain. Mm. I said Payne.
0: Colonel oh, Payne. I think I said I wrote Payne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Last one. You have one chance to make things right. If you don't, you're paying for my hotel room. Oh, Abraham. Abraham. Yes, it is Abraham. She won by one. one
2: point.
1: Point. What do we have? What was our final score? Six to seven. Oh, very You're close. close. You That's were a ahead in those yeah, at the
2: beginning. Yeah.
0: some of those are good. But other ones, I'm like, that was fun. That is a fun game. So with the book club kits I created for the Colorado Cowboys, we have, I created trivia. Ooh. So there's like rounds of trivia for it. And bingo. Ooh. So it's like the bingo cards say, this character, blah, blah, blah. And then you, like, you have a blank bingo sheet and you can put the characters names wherever you want and then you have to figure out what the clue was and then mark it on your bingo sheet Mm -hmm. so kind of similar but i like her who said it game yeah Yeah, I i might try that with some of the other books those are fun
2: does she only have it for the one book she has it
0: for um all of the books she doesn't have it for counterfeit truth she didn't do it for the novella Um, But the other books she does have it for. So when we, that was fun, get to come back and Mm -hmm. talk about the other two that are coming out, I will, uh, we'll play the games. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, ladies. That was fun hey everyone thank you so much for tuning in and listening to our book club discussion if you enjoyed the book club trivia and bingo that we played during this show be sure to head over to literaryscape.com and get your own kit we have single book kits and then we also have series bundles kits thank you again for tuning in and until next time happy and blessed reading